my favorite Jay conversation real quick <laughs> to, to talk about his low rolling. He says to me one day, he says, Eric, you ever play video poker so fast that you hit a really big hand and you just kind of miss it because you go right by? <laughs> I was like, Jay, the fucking machine locks up. What are you talking about? Peekaboo, you fucks, you. I see you, you motherfucker. Do you want to talk or do you want to bet? We had two bags of grass, 75 pellets of mescaline, five sheets of high-powered water acid, a salt shaker half full of cocaine, a whole galaxy of multicolored uppers, downers, screamers, lappers, also a quarter tequila, quarter rum, case of beer, kind of raw ether, two dozen animals. Counting cards is a foolproof system. It's also illegal. It's not illegal, it's frowned upon, like masturbating on an airplane. I'm pretty sure that's illegal too. Yeah, maybe after 9-11 where everybody gets sensitive. Thanks a lot, Bidmod. Well, welcome back to Vegas Confessions, episode number 42. How you guys been? First, we have to address the extra week off. Uh-oh. Yes, we had a busy week with, you know, Kelly had a week in Vegas, or sorry, wow, I wish it, we, we wish, wish it was, it was yeah, Vegas. Yeah, yeah. We, she was stuck in Florida for a week with her job and doing some touring out there and stuff, and, you know, by the time you were getting back, it was just pushing it date-wise, and then I've had, like, five different interviews <laughs> with this casino, and going through the process, I was just asking Vince a little bit about the hiring process and time frame, so we'll discuss a little more of that later, but... Again, we are back. I'm back with my two co-hosts. Excited to be back. How are my co-hosts doing? Doing good. Janice slash Kelly's in the house. <laughs> <laughs> doing well, man. And we have our, our buddy Vince back on. Vince, how you doing, brother? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me back on. Welcome, Vince. Hi, Janice. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, we'll start. I gotta stop or eventually <laughs> I know. just gonna change. The next Janice. time I see you, you're gonna be only be like, that's Janice. I don't, remember, I don't know her real name. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna stick. So, first, guys, let's go ahead and start off with shout outs. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. All right. I, I stole Julian's shout out because Shocking. He, he's like a social butterfly when we go to um, our local casino and and. And we were on our way home a couple days ago, and I'm like, I know what my shout-out is for the next show. And he looks at me, and he's like, and I'm like, so, I'm going to give a shout-out to um, the dealers and um, a couple guys that work in our uh, cafe over at our local casino. Um, you guys are awesome. Always super social. Always Always saying, hey, what's up? Calling Jules by name. Hey, Jay, how's it going? Super nice every time we see them. And that's kind of like half of the... The reason we like to go there because they are awesome people. I mean, just truly like, hey, how's it going? Not don't not even worried about play because Jules plays five bucks a hand mm -hmm. when he you know he's there. Um, and when we go to the cafe, just super nice. Like, hey, how's it going? Always asking about the job the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Hey, hope you hope I see you more. So shout out to you guys because we found out that do they do listen to the episodes. Yes. They listen to the podcast. Yes. And we, I thought that was really cool that they were listening. We gave them cards and we of course we just started passing out the cards recently. And Eric, you have some coming in the mail this week. And listeners, again, we'll address how you guys can get the a hold of these cards. Yes, they're free. We ask one small favor from you guys, but yes, Kelly, Jose. 
the the pit boss, Jose, the dealer, Kevin, I mean, Michael, Alex, all you guys. Carlos in the cafe. Yep, yeah. Chastity. Yep. Dylan, all you guys, man. You guys are, you make our trips fun. That's right. I mean, right. it we doesn't matter what we're doing, when we're doing it, as long as we have those interactions, it means a lot. And, you know, for the pit bosses to come out and slap hands out of the pit <laughs> and, hey, how you doing? Where's your wife at? And, I mean, it's it's really neat. And that's part of what made me go and yeah. get more interested in this job and see what the process was like so this again fool, look at this fool trying to steal my shout out <laughs> you who, who stole whose okay but shout out to you yeah shout seriously you a lot of fun any yeah. anyone else kill no i'm good how about you eric you got any yeah i got two nice so uh first one goes out to tp from south carolina nice uh got to got to talk to him this week and uh share some information and um uh, as it turns out, do you remember the story that there was a uh, a listener who ran into a family member of mine and put it together uh, via LinkedIn? Yes. Yeah. So that that was TP, and I didn't I didn't make the connection. I didn't know these were the same people. So um, <laughs> so first shout out goes to TP. Second one goes to a man known by Stevie Mandime. <laughs> Stevie I'm Mandime my, piece. Stevie Mandime. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm running. I love the East Coast so much. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> yeah. They got the best I'm running, names. I'm running. I'm running into a little bit of a situation, uh, and his expertise is coming in handy. So uh, thanks for your time. Very cool. How about you, Vince? You got any shout outs over there? Uh, no, I'm good. Okay, that sounds good. Um, so first of all, shout outs. I'm going to start off with a lady named Lorinda. She's from Fresno. She was at our local casino. And this is how I ran into and, and met her. I went to the gift shop and I was going to buy me a pack of cigarettes, right? Well, I'm waiting in line. I'm right there at the counter. And this other lady with the white card, which is the highest status there at Table Mountain, just kind of jumps up to the front of the counter and decides she's going to buy her drink and her chips and, you know, the hell with the fact that I'm even there. So, lo and behold, this Lorinda lady walks in behind her and she kindly asks, hey, are you in line? I was like, yeah, I, I, I thought I was at least, you know. So she's like, okay. So she stands behind me. The lady proceeds to buy her stuff, takes off. And I'm, all right, I'm going to get me a pack of smokes. And they're like, okay, no problem. Well, this lady Lorinda decides, hey, don't pay for those. I got comp dollars. I'll take care of it. And I look at her like, I don't know you from Adam. You know, I don't know who the hell you are, but thank you. And of course, she bought bought me a pack of smokes. And again, Lorinda, thank you. I gave her a card to the podcast and I told her, hey, if you're here pretty often, you might want to check this out. We're all about casinos and gambling stories. So check us out. So she was like, thank you so much. So again, Lorinda, thank you very much. Second, our friend of the podcast, YouTuber, Ryan DePaulo. He actually was in Vegas for the World Series of Poker Tournament. And lo and behold, he took a third place in one of the events. And he said that his buy-in was 400 bucks, and he cashed out over $200,000. Wow. Yeah, so congrats, brother. Enjoy nice. it. And we also have a buddy by the name of Steven Santiago, also from Fresno, who reached out to the podcast on social media while he's gambling with his wife a couple weeks ago up at Chickchansey. They hit a jackpot, he took a picture, tagged VC in the post, and uh, of course it's been creating some back and forth between the casino and us, so that's really neat. And then the last one, guys, this is my favorite one. So remember, Eric, last week, or a couple weeks ago, we were talking about the stadium gambling, right? 
and we were talking about you know the limits were a dollar to 500 well it turns out it was a thousand so i'm sitting there and i think i actually texted you earlier in the week hey check this out so there's there's me and like three other people playing <laughs> and you know this guy i'm noticing i'm i'm bullshitting with the dealers yeah right we got delta 12 and the dealers like double and then we start laughing and we're bullshitting well this guy is just kind of serious and he's just staring at me like He's, like he's just staring I at me story. and I'm like what the hell's going on you know and so I, I try to ignore it no big deal and out of nowhere the, again we're playing we're joking and this guy's still staring at me finally I'm like all right I've had enough you know I'm uh, well, what's the fucking what's up man what's the problem and he walks up to me and he's like are you Julian he's like oh shit yeah, yeah why he's like well I see your Georgia hat and I know your voice from Vegas Confessions, right? And I'm like, no yeah. shit, yeah. And he's like, my name's Caesar, man. I've been listening to a few episodes, and I'm really enjoying it. And, you know, I thought I'd run into you at some point because I come here pretty often. So, again, Caesar, shout out to you, brother. Thank you for, for coming over and saying hi. And scaring the shit out of him for a little bit. Yeah, I was like, what the hell? Did I offend this dude? What's going on? You know? so, Are you Julian? I heard about you. Right. Yeah, yeah. I got a problem. <laughs> so... Next, we'll jump into what I'm going to call what-the-fuck casino moments. This past couple of weeks has been very interesting. I've been at the casino a lot more often lately because, you know, the job interview, setting things up and whatnot. Oh, that's why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh, sure. We're going with that, okay? So this past 4th of July, I had like my third interview with the director of food and beverage. So as I'm walking up to the casino, I notice security's walking towards me. I'm like, oh shit, here we go, you know? So then they kind of stop and they surround a vehicle that's parked towards the front of the area. And lo and behold, the door, the driver door's wide open. And they're just kind of standing there. And next thing you know, they're radioing this lady throughout the casino to come to her vehicle. Well, she comes down the escalator, the escalator of riches. Yeah. So famous. <laughs> so she comes down and of course she's got a red face. She's embarrassed. She left her door open. Security's joking with her. Can't wait to get to those slots, huh? You know, and she just starts laughing, locks her car, takes off. So I thought that was pretty interesting. <laughs> and then later in the week after playing at a $5 war table, right? Just killing time. A guy walks up and slams $500 in chips on the table in the betting spot. He proceeds to win four straight bets, clearing $2,000, and the next thing you know, he just walks away. Doesn't tip the dealer, doesn't even acknowledge that the dealer was even there, and just takes off. So, I mean, that had me scratching my head, like, okay, interesting. And again, these are all the exciting things for me that I'm noticing, like, right off the back. Like, people are so different, you know? Later after that, I headed towards the Spanish table. Five bucks, you guys know me, and this is what I love about the podcast. When people ask about the pod, what's your podcast about? I said, just imagine... A high roller, and then a whale, and then there's me, the flea. Like, I'm the lowest <laughs> limit it gets, you know? So I'm always at the table bullshitting with people, and they're always like, why are you so happy? I was like, hey, you know, I got nothing to be mad about. So at this $5 Spanish table, I got there about 7 right? And I'm playing with this lady. You know, we're, we're having a good time. She was very nice. Well, that following day, I still had to come back for my uh, gaming license paperwork. So I knew, you know, I got to come back later in the day about 3 30 tomorrow so we ended up staying there till i think it was about two in the morning so played spanish took off came back the next day who do i see at that same table in the same spot at about 3 30 4 o'clock p.m the next day same clothes on 
same clothes wow. on. Wow. I walk up to her and I was like, hey, how you doing, you know? And she's like, hey. I go, you haven't been here all night. She's like, don't ask. And so I mean, that answered my question for me. So I wanted to ask you guys, you know, what's the longest amount of time you've seen the same person playing at a casino? <laughs> <laughs> because this was even more astounding that there's no actual hotel there. So, I mean, I guess she had nowhere to go, you know? Yeah. Me personally, I've seen somebody six days in a row and sleeping in their car. What? Um, yeah. Um, she was on a t- And this lady, I mean, she's an older lady. That's what the amazing part was. It wasn't like some 20-year-old guy that was like, you know, on a bender or whatever. This lady's probably 60s or 70s. Wow. And she was same spot, same table every day from she would go take a break in her car and come back. And we kept asking her, you know, you have enough comp points. You want to get a room? You want, no, I'm good. I, I don't want to stop. I don't want to stop. And then she'd disappear for a little while and she'd come back with like the seat indentations from her car. And we'd be like, did you go to your car and sleep? And she was like, yeah, just a quick little nap. It'd be like 30, 40 minutes. She was there for like six days. Wow. I, I've never seen, she had more stamina than the younger guys that I know. It was amazing, but a little bit sad at the yeah. same time, I guess, is the best way to put it. That's crazy. Six days. And she still comes. A, a, a couple times a year, she'll come and she'll do a three, four day bender. But the longest I've seen her do was six. Wow. Yeah. That's got nothing on my story. Jesus. <laughs> I, actually, I actually had my I had my days off, came back to work and I was like, oh, she came back. And they're like, dude, she's never left. <laughs> <laughs> How funny. So another funny moment that I caught this week is playing free bet blackjack with an older Asian lady, right? And you know how in the casinos, everybody refers to them as mama, right? So the dealer, we we were all bullshit and having a good time. Well, this lady who kept getting upset with me, Eric, and I know you've kind of been in the same situation where you don't play the extra side bets and you know somebody's like, "Ah, you know, you could have won so much money. Well, so this lady, she wasn't making a big deal of it, but every time there's a pot of gold and then there's a push 22 on free bet. Every time I win the actual pot of gold, she would kind of point at it and shake her head at me, right? And so I'd kind of laugh. I kept telling her, I don't play that one. I only play the push 22 side. I go, and if you want, you, you can play it, you know, no problem. So she started putting her $5 in that spot. Well, it was funnier because every time she won, I'd tend to win the push 22. And I hit the 50 to 1 odds a couple of times that night. So, I mean, I wasn't complaining, you know. Well, later throughout the decks, every time we had to cut, neither one of us wanted to cut the deck. So, lo and behold, we do paper, rock, scissors, you know, Rochambeau. So, then, as we were doing it for, like, the second time, the dealer, out of nowhere, goes, hey, guys, no hand signals, the, the eye in the sky is watching. And we just started <laughs> cracking up, man. I just thought it was so funny that they would come up with something like that. So, another thing I wanted to talk about was the casino promotion at Table Mountain. They have this thing called the Hot Seat Stadium Gambling at Table Mountain. They give it away up to $10,000 on Fridays from 4 to 7. I saw this post and Kelly sent me the email that, or the picture of her email. Hey, did you see that this is going on on Stadium Blackjack? Would you like to play? Or Stadium Gaming, would you like to play? I was like, I guess I'm coming up, you know? So after work, I headed up. I got there about 4.30, maybe 5. So next thing I know, I see one spot open and one of the pit bosses is like, Jay, you need to get in here. You know, they're getting ready to do a drawing right now. Get your card in there. So I'm st- trying to find my card. I find my card, he snatches it out of my hand and throws it in the machine. And I put $20 in, 
Then I looked down and I realized there was already $20 in the machine. So I'm like, really? You know, so I'm now up $20. Started playing. Well, the way this thing works is it's kind of like a bingo reel. They pull the numbers out. I pull the balls out and, you know, they call a seat. Out of 20 seats, they'll just call a specific number. Let's just say I didn't hit one, but that night we still had some good luck later in the night. But seat 17 hit the drawing for three different hits. Two for $250 and then the last one for $1,000. Everybody was just excited, you know, every time they're pulling the ball out and getting ready to call a number, everybody's yelling at their own seat name. I'm yelling, eight, eight, you know, and everybody's yelling. So it was a good time. It was fun, you know, and it is free play. So it's smart on the casinos part. I'm, I thought, you know, they're going to get it right back and they know we're here to gamble anyway. So again, Fridays from four to seven, perfect opportunity to try and get some free play if you can get there. Right. And it's only like, there's only 20 seats, right? Yeah. I think so you have a one in 20 shot of getting... $250, and then I think they do it like maybe eight yeah. or nine yeah, $250 like thingies. Yeah, and then the last one's a thousand bucks. So, I mean, you have a one in 20 shot just sitting there playing a dollar. Yeah. And that's pretty good yeah. odds. So, my question is, is on that 20, when you look down and there was 20 on there, so it's already loaded on your card. So, when you put your card in, no, the $20 Vince, automatically popped up. Vince, there was $20 in the machine already, bro. It just said oh, credit, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, well, I mean, if you're going to refer to it that way, Dick. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, he was following no, direction. Was, the, uh, the pit boss told him to sit down. Yeah. And so he had to follow direction, you know? <laughs> so funny. Hey, hey, hey Vince, well, I, got a, nice I got a question. Hey, Vince, abandoned yes. credits at your property, are they viewed as property of the casino? Actually, what we do is it's part of our security's job if they're walking around and they see credits there. They give it a couple minutes. If they don't see anybody come back, um, what they do is they cash it out. The whole amount goes to, I can't think of the name of it, but it's like a like a children's charity. Oh, nice. Um, so all, all the, like even if it's three cents, two cents, 20 bucks, whatever, it all goes into this general fund that we pay out at the end of the month um, that goes, uh, I don't, I'm not positive it's a, if it's a rotating charity that we do. Or, but the one that I've heard the most is, I, I can't think of it, but it, it might be Valley Children's Hospital. It might oh, go to cool. them. But, but Jay's, no, we don't Jay's, keep it. Right, but would Jay's scenario be considered theft at your house? Um, yes. Uh, uh, for us, it would be, um, it, it's, it's a weird, I, I don't know if Jay would have gotten a, the beat down or the back door or anything like that. Mm -hmm. right. But we would have told them, you know, that's your warning. You know, you knew that money wasn't yours. You should have turned it into security, that type of thing. 20 bucks, if mm -hmm. anybody's going to notice it, I, I doubt it. But if, you know, if somebody would have came back and say, hey, I had $20 here and Jay went and owned up to it, then we're in a whole different deal. Because then they go back and look but, at security for yeah. the right? Right. Right. Um, and especially if that lady came back and then Jay didn't, like, own up to it or whatever, then we would have been That's like, hey, different. you know what? Yeah. Um, right. And then we, we'd have to go into the whole reviewing the cameras and, yeah, there was 20 bucks there when he sat down and everything like that. Right. But in Jay's case where it was 20 bucks, nobody came back. Nobody, we didn't catch it. So, yeah, enjoy it. And I, I feel I like mean, it's way different, isn't it, Vince? Like, then the people, like... Because I tend to play the same machine, I constantly see people walking around just looking for things to cash out. Like there, I mean, yes. you can just see yeah. that. that's part of the thing. Is, they just walk is, around. You know, a lot of the people that are walking around, they're trying to beat security to the machines because right. they're going to cash them out. Um, but we had we do have repeat offenders where you know we don't give any. Uh, you know, let me preface this by saying I'm not a slot guy. 
you know, I'm a table games uh, manager, so, but I, I do somewhat generally know how their operations work, and I also see it, you know, just right. with my own eyes. And it's a funny little game. Like, you, you see, you know, the the lower end type of guys, they're, they're 15 feet in front of the security guards trying to get to the machines first, because they know the pattern that they walk better than the security guards do sometimes, you know, where it's like, they know, okay, they're going to go four rows up, three rows in. They're going to check all the machines. They're going to come around the end. They know the patterns to follow to try and get those tickets first. Believe me. Yeah. Because they, they're there more than anybody. Yeah. And I, I can, I it, notice it's, when it's they weird. walk by, it's crazy. That's yeah. And crazy. it's the same ones. Yeah. And just looking at each machine, like, is there credits in there? Is there credits in there? And, you know, they'll go up and <laughs> some, some of them try to be sly and they'll put, like, sit down and put a ticket in of, you know, 30 cents and then cash out everything at the same time so you can say, oh, I didn't know. Right. But then there's some that just go, nope, that's mine. Yeah. And, and, and on top of that, the other big thing that goes along with that is a lot of people put their cards in other people. And, uh, you know, they see somebody playing, you know, $10 a pull or whatever. And they slyly notice that their card isn't in the machine, so they'll put their card in while the person's looking the other way, and they're building up the credits on their card. I see that all the time. Oh, I never even thought about that. Damn, next time I go there, I'm getting arrested over $20. So they're they're just building credits up on on somebody else's play. And... um, or what they'll do is they'll conveniently leave it in the machine, like one, one of the five $10, $25 machines. They'll leave it in there, walk away, and come back an hour later. To see if and anybody's... you'd be surprised how many people didn't even notice. And they're yeah. like, oh, I forgot my card in the machine. Thank, you know, Sorry about that. And they'll grab it. But meanwhile, they just racked up $1,200 in play or something. Yeah. That happens all the time. That's interesting. Yeah, very interesting. Which still only equals out to like a dollar twenty in every player. You know your comp points. I know it's very, very little to me. Like I have to rack up like forty thousand points to get like a hundred bucks in free play. So I have to play through forty thousand dollars to get a hundred dollars in free play. I'm like, this is some bullshit. And and then, but that's the thing. And then the other part of it is they'll go to the to the players club and they'll say, Hey, I lost my card. Okay. Here's a new one. Now they got two cards. Right. Now they're in two machines. Yeah, I will say okay. I do. Uh, I, mean, I, I lose my card all the time. They will. So you're the one. Then no, <laughs> I, I, lo- I lose it like in my purse and, and inevitably like for some reason, I, I don't know if it's because it's on my, by my phone or what it is. If I leave it in my purse and I pull it out, it, it becomes like, you know, it flash, it demagnetize, yeah. it flashes red, like invalid card. Well, that happens probably at least and, once and a I, month. But I'm just saying, I'm talking about those specific people we were talking about a minute ago. Yeah. Like, they literally, they, they have their, and, and they'll build it up enough where in a couple of weeks they'll have five, six, seven, eight cards, and they're in all these different machines, and they'll just come back around and see if they gained any credits. Now, Vince, I, I know your table games, but do you know, from what I understand, like, the computers or, you know, whoever's doing master surveillance, whatever, they can tell, like, that there's multiple cards being played at the same time, correct? By the they same can. person? I it, mean, it, doesn't it, it alert them or something? It is, but you would be surprised. Like, if you go in the high limit rooms, how many people do you see sitting in a middle uh, machine and they're playing the one to the right of them, the one to the left oh, of them, yeah. and the one that they're sitting? Right. And we'll let them, you know, they're playing. We'll give right. them their cards. So, yes, that... that procedures in place but it's not very uncommon in a high limit room for a, a high limit player to have the multiple cards going right and you so leave them alone because they're, if you're, they're in high limit for, for any reason you leave them alone you want them to be comfortable it'll, it'll, it'll yeah. pop up 
in the section and they'll go, oh, wait a minute, it's high limit. Maybe they'll check it, maybe they won't. But right. if you've got a lot of other stuff going on, the player card is probably way down on the list. I was going to say on the priority list, it's probably pretty low. Right. So maybe if they said, you know, hey, this guy's got five penny machines going, then they might go, okay, hey, somebody swing by there and see what's up. But in in the high limit area, like I said, so many people play multiple machines at once. It's crazy in there. So, hope I don't get arrested next time. And if you guys don't hear back from us in two weeks, you know what happened, goddammit. Thanks, Vince. No, I <laughs> awesome. So, our friend Eric had another trip recently. Yay. Tell us all about it, bud. So, quick trip. I had business in Waveland, Mississippi. So, I made a trip to New Orleans and a trip to Biloxi and uh, all the different spots in between. It wound up being, I believe, 13 casinos in four days. Wow. Um, so Vince, Vince will appreciate this or not or not appreciate it. By the way. <laughs> um, so I didn't spend a lot of time in any of these casinos. Really, what I did was I was scouting their table games and I was looking to see what they were offering and the competency of the dealers that were on the shift that I was at. And at one point, I sat down um, in Biloxi. They have a all, most of the places have five dollar pie gow. So for somebody who's looking to check out the pit, like a five dollar pie gow table is terrific. It requires yes. almost no money out of <laughs> pocket. It's not an awful lot of energy or brain space required to play the hand. And, you know, you you talked about the side bet shaming. You know, I definitely had somebody giving me a hard time for not playing the side bet. I'm sitting at this table playing $5 pie gal, looking at the dealer across the pit. Like, I'm not even paying attention to this. <laughs> but, you know, like the fact that I'm not on the fortune bonus is a big deal to this guy in a $5 game. So, you know, he can, he can go fuck himself. But I'm going to be going back very, very quickly, very soon. Because there were um, there were a number of opportunities there uh, that are worthwhile, and I didn't have enough time on this trip to really uh, look into anything. Had a couple of nice hits, uh, profitable trip, and I look forward to going back soon. Nice. Is that Pagal commission free, or is that a no? There's commission on it. So what? The quarter? The quarter? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the game the game doesn't matter. I you know I need yeah. A seat to order a drink from and watch what was happening around me. That was good. Uh, he, that cased, was good. Yeah. he cased the joint and just I, admitted I, it to the world. I, I didn't <laughs> case the joint. I scouted the joint. We got a scouter and a thief in the same episode. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and, you know, there was... <laughs> I, I freely admit to scouting. Why, why wouldn't you want to see... Like, I'm not cheating. Yeah. Uh, Can I, I ask you, because um, you said about the time that you were there, what what, what shift were you there? Uh, or what time of night or day were you there? Uh, this was all throughout. So to, to catch everybody, I had uh, mostly swing shifts was what I was uh, observing. Um, I didn't really stay too far into a graveyard. Um, but moving along, yeah, I, I'd say overall over the day swing shift was predominantly what I was watching. And the, the reason I asked that, Eric, is because that's a – um, that's surprising to me because our swing shift crew is normally, I, I mean, you can't hundred percent anything, but normally those are our strongest dealers because you mm-hmm. have the most action, the most money, the most whatever. And for you to find a, a little weak link there is, is a little, uh, surprising to me. 
they, Vince, they were spreading $5 single deck, three to two black deck. Okay, so see, I might be going to Mississippi myself. So. Right, exactly. <laughs> or where, yeah, we'll, yeah. We're all exactly. going to Mississippi. We'll, 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 we'll talk offline, but I mean, yeah. <laughs> That's you know, hilarious. I, I, I got the feeling that if I went to a quarter, they'd start to sweat. It was that kind of a joint. Yeah, see that, but, and that's the problem is you can you can scout and everything else, but it's lower limits. The minute you actually pull a watt out, that's it's going to be hard to be inconspicuous at that point. Like they're going to be all yeah. over it probably by that time. Yeah, but you got to start somewhere. Right. Yeah. No, and I get that. I'm just saying, but you're probably right. Once the twenty five dollars came out, they'd be like, "Who who the hell is this guy?" <laughs> then you got twelve cameras on you, and right there that we go. that. That wasn't the Beau Rivage. That was one of the smaller places. Um, yeah. but, but the interesting gamble uh, was before the gamble. So there was a hurricane coming to the Gulf <laughs> Coast. Uh-oh. And, yeah. So uh, let me tell you. Like, so New Orleans specifically, I, we all know about Katrina. Like, this place floods uncontrollably. And so this was the outer band before the hurricane was even there. I'm telling you, it was waist-deep water <laughs> trying to get out. Like, cars are getting stuck everywhere. And, like, people are just walking through the street in, in waist-deep water like it's nothing. Just keep swimming, just keep swimming, just keep swimming, swimming, swimming. What do we do? We swim, swim. Doreen, I'm singing. Ha, 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 I love to swim in. Doreen. When you walk. To swim, you want See, to I'm going to get stuck one. now with that song. Now it's in my head. Sorry. So the gamble uh, was just getting to the casino. The, that was the, the first gamble, gamble. The gamble was getting to and getting out of. Yeah, I mean, it was... It, it was it, yeah, scout that. I, I've heard that they haven't really uh, progressed on that infrastructure at all and that they're just waiting for... An, it, there's another one coming and it's going to be just as bad, they said. So that that's terrible. Well, when I when I made it to Biloxi and I'm at uh, the Harris property there, Harris Gulf Coast, the casino there is really, really small. And then it was explained to me that it used to be a really large casino that all got washed away. Oh, and no. They just they converted <laughs> some of the convention space into a casino. And that's it. Like, oh, wow. You figured they'd be able to invest some of their own money to build up, you know, to, to give themselves some safeguards. You know, if they if they can't rely on the state, you, there's got to be enough money flowing through that place. Speaking of which, this is that whole lucky lady down south thing that, you know, the roof collapsing and everything else. If you don't invest in yourself, you're just you're saving money now, but you're going to pay millions later. I, I don't right. understand it. Asking for trouble. Yeah. The only sense that I can make of it possibly is the expense to actually fix the roof or whatever you know needed to be done that would come out of their own budget out of their own money and the assumption is the millions that are going to be paid out are going to come from an insurance company yeah that was the only uh, yeah when i text you i mean that was the only thing that i could think of i was like they're just they're trying to go the long way around to paying it where it's coming out of somebody's pocket but hopefully it's not theirs so i, I was thinking the same thing but it it's still it just it's it, it makes me sick because it doesn't need to be like that at, at all the most baffling part was they used tape when they first start seeing it caving in. Like, what the hell are you thinking? Tape's going to really hold up air conditioners, 1,200 pounds or whatever these are. Come on, use your head, people. But, yeah, you're right. They're going to – where do you think that guy's le- that leaves them in Larry Flint operation from this point on? What's the future look like for them? Yeah, I, it depends on how the lawsuits go. If it's a small enough 
place. I, I don't know enough about Lucky Lady that, you know, those those type of incidents, if, if they're small enough, it could bankrupt them or, you know, they, they might just say, uh, wash our hands and open something else or, yeah. or they might, re- but it doesn't sound like the reinvest type of company because... Otherwise, the roof wouldn't have fell in in the first place. So I don't know where that's where that's going to go. I really don't. But but it worries me if that's you know if that's what the front of the place looks like. What, what do you think the ho- you know I don't know if there's hotel there or the restaurants <laughs> or anything like that. If it's that bad out there, what do you think behind the back in the kitchen looks like? That's right. you know that, that's what I tell people. You know if it looks bad out where you can see it, just run because it's ten times worse behind the doors. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> huh. True. So, Eric, anything else interesting happened on your trip? Well, when I made it to uh, Golden Nugget Biloxi, I found a very interesting pamphlet. Uh, I don't know if you can share a photo of it on the show notes, but Golden Nugget Biloxi, Winners Know When to Quit, Self-Exclusion Program, We Care About Your Children. (laughs) (laughs) What I'm sorry. the fuck? <laughs> like my my initial reaction is, you don't know me. Are you kidding me? You care about my children? Give me a fucking care about <laughs> Now here's 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 the benefit of the doubt that I'm going to give them. The people in Mississippi were so incredibly nice that maybe this is just how they are. I I, I don't know. Everybody that I encountered there was just. Like, unbelievably nice people, good people. Maybe this is part of their culture. But a casino telling me you care about my children? Uh, right, uh, but the, these are the same people that say, hey, as soon as he turns 21, don't forget to bring him in for his yeah, birthday, right? Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then we'll get him drunk and get him to sign for a marker. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, now this this falls back to the first time that I was on with the you know the self exclusion that that's that self ban program that I had discussed on that mm-hmm. last episode. I, I understand it, I get it, but to put the kid thing in there, I we would never. That's that's too, too that's too to shaky. Yeah, us. yeah, that's that's a little. You're going too. But like I said, but it, 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 they're the first ones that'll tell you. You know, at 21, don't forget to come on down. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we care about your kids until they hit the age, and then fuck them. Right. <laughs> right. Their first drinks on. You know what? I feel better if that was on the pamphlet. <laughs> if, if they truly care, they would have a twenty-four hour daycare, right? So we don't leave them home alone. Yeah. That's how they should care. Have a full daycare, yeah. a full preschool. <laughs> I never, when I saw the picture, of that I saw what the fuck is this. <laughs> <laughs> And then I realized it was a real thing. I thought it was like some joke. And then I opened the, because it only showed like half the picture. And then when I opened it up and I'm all, oh, that's, this is down in Biloxi. What the fuck? I, this I is promise real. I can't Photoshop if my life depended on it. This is a legit pamphlet. Good old yeah. Southern hospitality. They have a thousand ways to approach that. And that isn't one of them. You know, yeah. people you can help them, but don't. Most of them are getting away from the kids. Most of them are going to read that and go, fuck the kids. That's why I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I'm not home. (laughs) I'm trying to get away. Yeah. Awesome. So, Eric, we had an email come in from our friend Taylor Jew. You want to cover that? So, uh, from Dr. Taylor Jew, 
We have a story for you, and Julian will appreciate this because he's a don't player. We were at Green Valley Ranch for three nights. On our last night, we walked up to a $5 craps table and bought in. We were right next to the right of the stick person. The shooter was on the hook right of us, so Tara would be rolling after the shooter. He came out on a five and immediately rolled a five. We cheered and realized that the shooter wasn't cheering. He was shooting from the don't. He put five hundred dollars on the don't <laughs> Shit, I've and kept rolling. Is this Tim from the Better Life? <laughs> <laughs> it might be. It might be. He put well, no. It says he put five hundred dollars on the don't. That's that's. Oh. <laughs> We got to move the decimal point. <laughs> he put $500 on the don't pass and kept rolling. He came out on a 10. He stacked all his chips on the 10 don't odds. A lot of black and green and a few reds, probably a few thousand. At that point, I whispered to Tara what Eric told us. At VV7, we had dinner at Pizza Rock downtown. Eric, Tim Lawson, and Bogan were talking about playing the don't. And Eric said, past line players think that it's hard to make points on the 4 and 10. But don't players know how easy it is to make points on the 4 and 10? <laughs> sure enough, the don't shooter rolled the 10. The other side of the table was cheering. Tara and I were just super uncomfortable. He took out a wad of cash. He bought in for 2,600 more. He rolled a 3 and rolled a 4. He stacked all his chips, again remembering Eric we just watched quietly. <laughs> a few rolls later, he rolled the four. Oh. He walked off fuming and Tara rolled twice because the first one was still the don't players roll. <laughs> so for all the past line players, don't be scared to put odds on those fours and tens. It's not that hard to make points on four and ten. Taylor from New Mexico. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to say is. So, oh. oh, to be a fly so, on the wall. Yeah. I will. So there have been a number of times where I have played the don't with Tim. Mm -hmm. You know, it's that's that's his thing. And, you know, as long as we're not with other people at the table, I, I don't care. I'll I'll play that way. Also, I will tell you, though, when I see somebody shooting from the don't making point after point after point, I, I take such pleasure in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Like like it's one thing. It's one thing to you know, bet the don't, but keep your mouth shut and pass the dice. You don't, you, you know, you shouldn't be, I, I get it. It's your right, but you know, I, I don't know. I enjoyed this more than uh, most emails. <laughs> yeah. I saw that when I was like, Oh, Eric's going to like this. And again, I agree with you. I, I don't see the point in shooting from the don't like there's no fun in that. You know, you're hopefully you're going to seven out is all you're really looking forward to. So, I mean, when I read this, I was like, Oh, the Eric's going to love this thing. <laughs> Uh, you know who are the biggest assholes that do this? <laughs> the people that feel like if they just chuck the dice like hard, or, yes. you know, too far we or off that. chips or whatever, mm -hmm. like they're doing it on purpose because that's going to make a seven happen. Uh -huh. Come on, man. Like, I, I, you know, yeah. craps players are superstitious. I get it. But like dice are flying all over the place. Because <laughs> well, those things are pointy. You don't want to get hit with one of them. No. We also have another interesting email, Kelly, that I want you to cover, and this one's pertaining mainly to Vince, because this listener heard the episode of Vince on, and he had basically chimed in a little bit about Washington's tribal gaming. All right, here we go. So, the email reads, Having just listened to the casino manager episode, I wish to argue against the so-called Indian casinos and the nonsense that they are no different than the Vegas, Nevada casinos with the gaming they offer. 
I have been in the gaming business since 97 and legally in it since 02 in both Las Vegas <laughs> and Washington State. That was Whatever my that means. Part of you, right? That was the part, was the part where I. <laughs> I almost fucking threw my phone. Um, So I will speak strictly from a Washington state point of view as far as tribal casinos go, but I believe it is the same nationally. First off, it's not the same as Nevada as far as gaming goes in reference to slot machines. Nevada has them. Indians do not. They may look the same and act very much the same, but they are different. Nevada has slots. Tribal has VLTs that they call slots. Video Lottery Terminals. The word lottery should be the tip-off. Secondly, the state of Nevada requires the machines to have a payback percentage that I believe is in the high 90%, maybe 96, 97%. Tribes what? do not have... Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm thinking uh, that's wrong as well. Tribes okay. do not have to post payback percentage, but it's commonly thought to be around 65%, and I've heard as low as 38%. <laughs> Either way, a rip-off. And the fact that tribes want sports betting? Question mark, question mark. The whole reason for legalized sports betting is so the state can profit from taxation. Tribes don't pay taxes. Why should it go through them? Well, for now, I'm done ranting, yet I could go on and on about the giant disadvantage tribal casinos are against the players. Best of luck, Jay. Go ahead, buddy. (laughs) Cut loose. Go ahead. (laughs) Okay. So the first part of this, I want to disclose, I've disclosed it from the beginning. I'm not a slot manager. I don't pretend to be. I'm a table games guy. I do understand the operations, what some of it entails. Do I know it 100%? Absolutely not. Never claim to. That being said, I went ahead after uh, Julian, you sent me the text that had this email in it. I went ahead. I contacted uh, slot operations from multiple casinos. I talked to two of them. I had a 40-minute conversation with one of them, and they almost threw their fucking phone, too. (laughs) The the most amazing thing out of this whole thing was, I I don't mean to come after this guy or whatever, but don't start your email saying, I've been in since 97, legally since 02. Yeah. (laughs) First off, you just lost all your credibility. I don't mean to, like, slam at you or come at you or anything like that. But it's very hard to take something serious when you come at me with a serious issue and you start out saying the first five years was illegal, but I'm good now. That That's hard for me to get. OK, so there is something called VLTs, which are the video lottery terminals. From the way that I understand it, we have 2,070 machines in our casino. There are 80 to 90 of them tops that are VLTs. And what they are is, Kelly, you could answer this better than me because I'm not a slot player. I I don't pretend to be. It's just not my thing. It never really has been. I'll do it to sort of waste some time or whatever, but to really get in there and do it, I don't. But if you see some of the machines that have like little bingo cards off to the left side sometimes. Those are the lottery. Those are VLTs. Mm -hmm. Okay, now what VLTs are, that is 100% earnings go to the tribe but they have to pay a higher percentage on the back end to the state on those okay Okay, so let's say now that being said this guy said that it is he said around 65 percent payback and as low as 36 (laughs) percent or 38 percent everybody laughed at that they said the lowest they've ever heard was 80 percent and that actually was in washington so, <laughs> disclaimer. Well, we're based on the California compact, so I can only base it off of the contracts that we have signed and the compacts that we that we are answering to. 
Now, they they did say that Washington is sort of a backwoods sort of gambling in general. There's a lot of little gas stations, you know, a bar closed down, they threw five machines in there, that type of thing. Well, those all five of those machines could be VLTs, which would have the low payback. Now, to the consumer, you're not going to get a lot back. It might be that 80%. The 65 to 38%, they're saying no way. Nobody would play these machines. You would put $100 in and three minutes later, you'd be, you'd be done. Right. And there's, it's playing these. Like he said, the lowest that he's heard is 80%. He does believe it was Washington. It might have been Montana or something as well. But he said Washington is very far behind. Us locally in our three, and I talked to two different operation managers here, or three today, after I got the email. Every one of them said, we don't post the, the payback like these other, you know, Vegas companies do or whatever. But on average, between the three people that I've talked to at three different local casinos, the average is about 92% payback. Might be a little bit higher, might be a little bit lower depending on the machine. But as, an, as on a flat average, it's, it's about 92%. It's considered Vegas-style casinos or gambling slots, however you want to put it. it it's no different. As for the tax thing, that is 100% bullshit. <laughs> we, pay, we pay disability, we pay Social Security, we pay state taxes, we pay federal taxes, we pay all that type of stuff. Now... What we might not pay, because we are a sovereign land, we might not pay room taxes. So if you get a hotel room, there might not be hotel room tax on there. And we wouldn't pay, I'm sorry, he sent me a couple of pictures of a couple of things and I'm just trying to find it real quick. The tribal members themselves, now they're not liable for state taxes and stuff like that. And they won't pay a corporate income tax like, say, maybe a Harrah's or something like that would. But we have to pay what's called the, I'm sorry, my brain's all over the place. There's a thing called an RSTF fund. And what that is, is we have to give money to other tribes that don't have any gaming. Right. Okay. So like last year, there's a general fund in taxes. And this is going to be very boring to 90% of the people except this guy that sent this email, but we'll do it. (laughs) Uh, There's a general fund. Uh, where we pay $27 million in taxes just to the general state and federal taxes. Um, we paid $33 million to the RSTF fund, which means the other casinos of the state that don't have gaming. We paid $140 million to the Indian Gaming Special Distribution Fund, um, which is uh, for gambling addiction programs, regulatory costs, grants to local governments affected by tribal casinos. Uh, other purposes allowed by law. So what that is, like we've donated money where we've bought the fire engines, we've built units on Valley Children's, we've bought units on, you know, local hospitals. It might not go directly the tax way on 100% of it, but there are certain line items that we have to hit. We have to donate so much to charity. We have to hit, there's like, okay, so we don't pay the corporate income tax. But at the same time, Harris isn't paying the Indian casinos that don't have gambling 100, uh, you know, 1% per 100 or whatever, whatever that number was that he had told me. So we're no different. We're paying the taxes just like everybody else is. Where I am, where this guy is, I can't answer to that because, like you said, he's in Washington. And it seems the best way that the guy that I talked to described it was 25 years ago is what this guy is talking about. 
And he said that that's sort of where Washington kind of is. They're 25 years behind where everybody else seems to be pushing it. Now, like I said, our, our paybacks, the 92%, the, the income taxes, the state taxes, the Social Security, all that stuff is paid just like us. And actually, we pay more than a lot of places. Like I said, we've bought fire engines. We, we've fully funded firehouses. We've done stuff with um, you know children's hospitals, stuff like that. And I understand that's not taxes and stuff, but it's also a requirement that's that's befallen upon those compacts that there are those extra things that we have to do that other casinos don't. So when I read this, it, honestly, it pissed me off, but not in a direct hate towards this guy. But just there is that image that just, oh, they live on their own land. They do what they want. Yes. It's not even close to being true. It, it, it's if anything, we go over and above what other companies might do because we don't want that image. Right. You know, like, let's say we owe 30 million and a fire truck to the state coffers or whatever that may be. We, we will do the 30 million. And like I said, we might fire, uh, fund the whole firehouse. Like it might not just be that truck. We do community breakfast. We do a lot of uh, charitable work. Like I said, we could take all those $20 tickets and, and put them in our own, you know, fund. And, you know, hey, it was found money. We can, but we don't. We donate it back. Now, are they all run like that? I can't answer that. I can only answer to the people that I spoke to locally. But I, I can guarantee you, it's it, biggest gamble. If it wasn't, the way that the internet and Twitter and everything else is today, there's no way you're going to get away with it. Like I told you, Julian, when, when I was on the last podcast where, you know, I said cheating one time, the rest of the time I was saying advantage player. <laughs> I slipped up one time and I, I did refer to them as, as a cheater. I owned up to it. I did say it. There's no way around it. That perception was there or whatever and the wording came out. But what I'm, what my point is to that it didn't slip by anybody. Somebody picked up on it in a second and they were, you know, on your Twitter feed telling you, see, I knew it. They were cheap. You know, they look at us as cheaters, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> so you need to tell me if I was only giving you 38% payback, huh. your Twitter, everybody's Twitter wouldn't be blowing up going, you guys are fucking crazy. This is worse than six to five. This is, oh, I, yes. I mean, there, nobody would be playing this game and it would, go from Twitter feed to Twitter feed to Twitter feed, and in about two hours, from coast to coast, nobody would be playing tribal game. There, there's zero chance. There, there's no way you could get away with that with the way that social media is today. There's just no way. And if you don't give them the Vegas gaming, you're done. There's just there's no way around saying it. You're done. If I can go 30 minutes away to this other casino and I can get the true Indian game... Trust me, they're being as competitive as they can be just the way that Vegas is casino to casino. They're giving away 94% back. We'll give 94.2% back. We're competing with each other just as much. And trust me, if anybody truly suspected, oh, it's 38%, like this gentleman said, there, there's no way. There is no possible way. I, I just, I, I don't know how else to say it. Vince, can I add to this? Sure. All right, so just as a frame of reference, I've been gambling since 1989, legally since 2001. <laughs> <laughs> so 
VLTs, <laughs> uh, the video lottery terminals, are a different class of gaming than the traditional slot machine. So what he's right. saying isn't totally incorrect. It's just without context. Right. Um, I, I've personally but never. But on the VLTs, Eric, even at that percentage, he's incorrect. He's oh, off no, no, by no, almost twenty no. percent. Listen, the percentage is way off, <laughs> way off. And you're right; nobody would stay in business with a thirty-eight percent payback. Nope. I mean, you know, you'd have to be a moron to continue to bang your head up. You against just that you drain the local community so much at that rate that there's, you'd be open a year, and a year later, the whole area is drained. Of, they have no money left. There's nothing to gamble. Right, but but VLTs are not specific to just tribal gaming. This is correct. Right, so this is something that happens uh, in many places throughout the country, and it could be a tribal property or it could be a corporate entity. Same difference. So, the way that the the mechanism of the gaming occurs is the difference between a VLT and a, a traditional slot machine. But you know the the payback is the payback, and his numbers are way off. As far as taxation, I won't. You know, I don't want to split hairs because if the money's going back to the community, the money's going back to the community. But he, he could have been technically correct in that the money isn't going to the IRS and the money is going to your fund uh, to take care of the other tribes. So I, I, I don't know and I can't speak to it intelligently. Um, but OK, well, let, let me say this then. Um, I do have one thing here that says local government funds taxes, and this is from our compacts. In addition to the funds described above, local governments also receive some revenue from the taxation of certain tribal activities and transactions. As in the case of the state, local government and federal has only a limited ability to tax such enterprises. Property taxes and hotel occupancy taxes, for example, do not apply to reservations. So other than that, we pay – that's what I'm saying. Other than – like a corporate tax or the hotel room tax, it, it's all regulated. We get IRS audits all the time. That's why our dealers and our slot attendants, they have to uh, declare 100% tips because it all goes into the taxing. And, and that's, it, I, I understand, you know, the cor corporation itself and, and the individual's taxes are different. But I'm just saying it, where I work, it is 100%. There's a tax guy all the time auditing us. There's one on site constantly, and that is state and federal, 100%. I, 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 without even blinking, hesitation, anything, I guarantee you that we're doing the tax part right. I, I don't think anybody's questioning your specific casino. And I uh, listen, uh, what was the guy's name from Washington? Jay? Jay. Jay. All right. So, so, that sounds about so, right. Yeah. That sounds about right. So, so Jay from Washington, I, you know, I don't want to give you a hard time. I appreciate you taking the time to write in. Um, I'm, I'm really interested to know about the first five years of your career. That I was kind of, that's where I want to go with this. I want to have them on. Yeah. yeah. Can, Jay, if you're, <laughs> I want to see the back room stuff. If you're interested in talking about this, we'd love to have you on to talk about the first five years and we can, uh, compare and contrast and, uh, maybe talk a little bit more about Washington gaming and you can educate us. Awesome. That was awesome. I'm glad we can clarify. Some okay. Of that. Can I, can I just do one, one other thing though on that? Um, with our compacts, it, it does list what the class two and the class three are, 
the the VLTs that he was talking about falls under the class two, which is like bingo and stuff like that. Class two includes several games such as bingo, either with or without electronic game devices. So those are the machines that I was telling you that has the little bingo cards off to the side. Um, like I said, we have 2,070 of those. Uh, I'm sorry, 2,070 machines, but only 80 to 90 of those are those bingo VLTs. Um, so that's about 4% of our, our total uh, slots. Class 2 games involve players competing against each other and not the house, although this is sometimes a difficult distinction to make given the similarity of modern Class 2 and Class 3 electronic devices. Who regulates that? So who, this is who regulates the Class 2 VL, Class two and the VLTs. The IGRA provides for regulation of Class 2 games by both tribes and the National Indian Gaming Commission. Okay, so the difference there, now this would be the Class 3. Class 3 games, sometimes called Nevada-style games, include all other types of gambling. These include slot machines, electronic games of chance, and many banked card games like blackjack. According to the California Department of Justice, certain craps, roulette, and dice games are prohibited under the state constitution and laws. Who regulates the Class 3? Tribes and states regulate Class 3 games pursuant to tribal ordinances and tribal state compacts approved by the U.S. Department of the Interior. Okay, so that tells you right there, we're not regulating ourselves. This comes from the U.S. interior. Now, are they hand in hand with the tribe? Yes. Okay. In California, the principal state regulatory agencies are the California Gaming Control Commission and the Division of Gaming Control in the Department of Justice. The NIGC has asserted its authority to regulate and audit tribes class three operation. But in October 2006, a federal appeals court affirmed a lower court decision that no such authority exists under IGRA. So the Department of the Interior, they tried to get around the Department of the Interior so they could maybe circumvent, you know, these taxes and regulations and stuff like that. And the Supreme Court, they said, no, you will, you will answer to the states and the federal government. So I, I'm telling you, it, it's written into our compact. We can't get around it. Even if we wanted to, we could. Sorry if that was long and dead and dry, but... <laughs> Interesting. So you heard it. You heard it here first, Jay from Washington. You got to come on the show. <laughs> awesome. So one of the other topics I wanted to cover was couples gambling. Now me and Ugh. Kelly, we and me and Vince have talked about it. this before. I yes, love it. I knew you were. We've talked a little bit about this, and me and Kel, obviously, we gamble. You know, three, four times a week. If if we're lucky, if we have if we have plans, it's usually to go get dinner, and dinner means we're gonna go eat at the casino. So that's what we tell the kids. But do Eric, I know when when your wife comes out to you know some of the trips and stuff, she'll she'll come out and she'll gamble with you. And uh, Vince, does your wife gamble at all? Uh, no, I married the one in the industry that doesn't gamble. Okay. She hates it. Okay. Not, I wouldn't say she hates it, but she's like, oh, I could have put that $100 somewhere else. And I'm like, if you knew what I was betting on sports, I'd be okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. So again, we wanted to talk about, you know, how much of that creates a problem in relationships for, you know, and some that, like you said, Vince, you know, nine times out of 10, if one's going to stay and the other one's ready to go, somehow you're going to get the other one's money. You know what I mean? I, I, I love couples gambling, and it doesn't just mean a, a wife and husband or a boyfriend or girlfriend. It means two guys that came in, two girls that came in or whatever, yeah. and here's why. 100%. One of you is going to be winning. One of you is going to be losing. Well, the one that is losing doesn't want to go. So the one that's winning is like, okay, I'll go back over to the tables. I'm hot right now. What? 
I guarantee you by the end of the night, 90% of the time, we're getting both your monies because never there's never both of you winning at the same time. So when you say, oh, yeah, I came here with my wife, I'm like, beautiful. That, that's <laughs> awesome. I'm so happy you're both here. Can I get you anything? Because it, it's so rare that both of you are winning at the same time where you say, hey, I'm up 300 and I'm up 500. Let's go. Let's get out of here. Nope. Jay's going to say, oh, I'm up 400. And Kelly's going to say, I'm down 700. We can't go yet. I got to get a little bit of this back. Next thing you know, she's only down 500. But now Jay went from a positive to, damn, I'm down 50 now. Yes. It's so rare for a couple to leave, you know, when they came in together winning. And I see it with two guys coming in all the time. <laughs> They'll come in together. They'll, you know, they start having a couple beers together. You know, we want to we want to beat that ass on some blackjack. And I'm like, huh, okay, have a seat. <laughs> have a drink, have a drink. <laughs> and, you know, you, you know, it's always, there's one guy hitting and, you know, he, he's starting to make a little bit of money. The other guy's down. The other thing that might happen, hey, loan me 300. All right, here you go. And then now that guy all of a sudden doesn't have as much profit. Now he's trying to think, wait a minute, I had a thousand in my hand a second ago. I gave him 300. Now I only got 700. Man, I really want to walk out of here with a thousand. Then he starts gambling again, and before you know it, they're both out. And the guy leaves still owing the guy 300 So they're both at zero, plus the one guy is even 300 on top of that. I, I, it's just when people tell us, oh, we're here together, you know, we're, we're just going to catch some beer, some dinner, some gambling, and we're just like, have a seat, you're next. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you know, there is a variable to that, though, Vince, because, you know, Julian and I, as well as my parents that I know of, um, I'm myself and my mom are both medium rollers, you know, per se. And my dad and Julian are both very, very low rollers. Right. And so, you know, if you're talking about pluses and minuses, even if Julian has a really bad night, his bad night is like minus a hundred bucks at a bad night, losing the whole night. And and there are variables. Definitely. As well as my dad, you know, same thing. You hit a jackpot on a machine for six grand. There's no way we're hitting you both. There's, you know. But I'm just saying, you know, let's say you both went in there with two to three hundred bucks that, you know, I'm just sort of flat, flat lining it, flat betting it, however you want to say it, where you both come in with a couple hundred bucks. And That's 12 hours for Julian and five minutes for me, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> that, and that, that's true. It's true. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. And that's 100 percent true. And all it takes is one jackpot and it throws that that thing out the window. But I'm saying in general. It is very rare that both of you walk out winners money. because one of you is a lot of times dragging the other one down or not dragging them down, but holding them back from yeah. leaving. You right. Know, and that's if they're, they're Kelly, both. Kelly might be up. That's if they're both truly gamblers, too, because like Julian is a, a gambler for the social part of it, not because he's a true gambler as well right. as my dad. He's literally not a gambler. He only goes to well, keep rings on the mom. With, with, you know, <laughs> let's change. Let's change Julian's variable to he gambles about how you gamble. Do you right, think you're lost but you, you know, I I would be willing to to put money on it <laughs> that you have maybe five percent of couples that are he- both heavy gamblers because people can't afford it. Because literally, if you're going to the Which casino is- as often as we are, and you are both heavy gamblers, unless you make a whole lot of money you there's no way because you know that's why casinos are in business is because they are going to eventually get your money yeah you know so there's no way you'll be bankrupt the other part of that is a lot of people gamble in different ways nine 
I always say 90%. That's just my go-to. Sorry, guys. It's not a literal. <laughs> if I say 90%, it doesn't exactly mean that. But a lot of times for us, what it is, the wife's a slot player, the guy's a card player. That's yeah. almost a blanket statement without even blinking. I, I, I would take those odds all the time that, you know, the wife's over there playing slots and Julian's over here playing um, Spanish blackjack. That's almost all the time. And then you wouldn't believe how many times, you know, the guy's got a stack of black chips in front of him. The wife comes by and says, I'm out. He tosses her three black chips and she keeps going. You know, we see that all the time. So, yes, there's definitely variables to it. But I'm just saying in general, it's very hard to get both of you out winners. if If you gamble on your own, I would say your chances rise somewhat. I don't know if considerably would be the right term. You know, how many times have you gone in on your own, Kelly, without Jay? You bang it for a couple hundred bucks and you're out. Never. You didn't have to wear it. Never, ever, have, ever. I, ever I, either have, I either leave with zero dollars or a jackpot. I, I, have, I have no medium. Vince. She has no in-between. I have no yeah. in-between. I either want the jackpot or I want to but lose everything I brought. Kids at all? Huh? <laughs> do I what? What did you say? And I drop off Janice, the kids. Janice, care about your children. Do you think about the kids? <laughs> I do. I think I'm going to hit that jackpot, and then I'm going to buy them this and this and this and this. <laughs> but yeah, but that's that's my like, that's my personal yeah, thing. When you go to gamble on your own, though, what I'm saying is, let's say you are winning or losing, you're in control of your own thing. You don't give a fuck what what Julian's doing. Right. So if you're up a couple hundred bucks and that's enough for you, you, you know, Evans, she you never know gives Evans. a fuck what I'm doing. He's giving me this look like you want to answer that. <laughs> that might not be a good good time to answer. You know, do you really give a fuck what he's doing? <laughs> no, I see. I totally, I totally. Yeah, I totally see what you're saying. And I, it's it probably depends on how heavy both gamblers are, because there's been nights that I've been playing and I've been doing good. And Julian's just like. Hey, I'm done. I'm just going to go sit in the car. I'm ready when you are. Yep. You know what I mean? Just text me because he's not a true, he, he's not a, he doesn't have a, an addiction problem. You know what I mean? You have gamblers and, and that do. Yeah, they're like, oh, I'm going to stay too. Times, what I see a lot of times is just the couples covering each other. I'm down 300. Oh, I'm up 300. It, it's very rare, rare where you're both winning, I guess, is my biggest yeah. point right. to it. Makes sense. Maybe right. it might not necessarily be losing, but you're covering each other a lot. To where, okay, yeah, you guys got up for, out for a couple hours. You had, you had a good night and everything. And we left maybe 100 bucks down. But you had a meal, so that doesn't even really include the gambling. The 100 bucks was probably the meal. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you didn't get it comped or whatever. Right. But I'm just, where you're both up a couple hundred bucks each, how many times do you think you could count that on your hand, truthfully? Where you're both up a couple hundreds. Not where you tossed him some money, not where he tossed you some, anything like that. Where you're both up. A couple hundred dollars when you went as a couple, ten, yeah. maybe less, maybe. But he 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 is literally a low low roller. Yeah, my my limits of losing are probably yeah, three hundred max. Okay, and if, he, if, he's is, down, yeah. if Julian's down a hundred dollars, he'll walk around and just socialize. Let's say a fifty dollar win for you, and three to five hundred dollars or more for Kelly. How oh, many times do you think that's? That's been multiple times. Yeah. Yeah, we that's easy for us. Because of how we play, um, and you know how but, we. But if you up, but if you up the way that Julian gambles, how many times do you think it? Could, that's my point. Like Julian's sort of a rare variable who does a fucking 
gambling podcast who doesn't gamble over five dollars. <laughs> right. And we discussed this, me and Vince. I told him, you know, uh-huh. the reason I don't go to your casino is because fuck they don't my, have my entertainment is five hundred bucks out of the pocket right, right away and I'm not okay with that. Right. You know? But table has this penny one that's yeah. only a dollar for ten hands. You know, he can sit there for hours on yeah. very minimal. Just bullshit. Yeah. I can't, I personally can't do that. So even if I'm sitting next to him playing the same machines he is, I'm either playing nickels, which is five bucks a, a, a shot because it's ten hands, or I'm playing quarters, you know, either five or ten dollars a hand because you'll play. I play three or five hands. Um, now, I what, can't do the, what, the dollar a hand. Okay, so let's go to, like, say, maybe Eric. Eric, do you ever go with, like, a guy friend or maybe even your wife? Does your wife gamble as heavy as you or not? No, no. She doesn't gamble at all. She's Julian. <laughs> Just like <laughs> Julian. There's always that half. Uh-huh. There's, a, there's us four degenerates and then our four. My right. wife doesn't. Julian, well, I guess Julian's one of the other people. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I'm just saying, I, I mean... I, Obviously, I can't give you a 100% blanket statement, but I think you no, guys yeah. understand where I'm coming from. Where yeah. Yeah. It's, even it, it doesn't have to be a, a husband and wife. That's what I'm saying. Like I've seen two guys walk in, and one of them is bringing the other guy down to where eventually right. the other guy's losing too. The advantage was, is with the casino if you come in. Long term, yeah. Not, yeah, come yeah. in with somebody, no matter who it exactly. is, right? Yeah, yeah the long exactly. The the probability of the casino profiting is higher when you come in not by yourself. Does that sound correct? Well, you're adding additional exposure yes. to a negative expectation. There you event. go. So yeah, that's just that's, it. That's, yeah. So there are going to be variables and there are going to be, um, you know, different outcomes. Like I said, it, it takes one jackpot to hit and then you're both going to be fine at the end of the trip or whatever. But I, I'm just saying I see it all the time right. where there's, you know, there's the 40 year old, 50 year old lady that comes by and tells her husband I'm out. And the, you know, the guy's up a thousand dollars in black in front of me, tosses her $300. And then he's like, fuck man, I wanted to get off this table with a thousand. I'm like, you are up a thousand, <laughs> you know, I a thousand in my hand. Right. And I'm like, okay, enjoy your night. I, I, I know as soon as he said that we got him. Right. There, Which, there's zero chance he's getting at it. Along your 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 thinking, Vince, has got to be a superb advantage of bussing people in because they're set there for a set amount of hours. Oh, it's not, that, that oh, is, I yeah. won, I'm ready to go. It's, yeah. it's hey, I'm um, here you know, until this like, time. Like so. I said before, my dad used to go to the Port Authority building in New York City. He would pay a $25 um, bus ticket. But when you got down there, you got um, like... A buffet and then like twenty dollars in play or something like that. So it was basically a free bus drive. Right. Yeah. Is and the way that my degenerate dad looked at that was, fuck man, they're taking me down there. It's free. It's blah 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 blah. <laughs> I own you now, bitch. You can't leave. Right. You're mine right. now. And You're- I don't mean to come across that way, but but that's how people look at it. Oh, it's a zero. You know, I'm getting down there, a free ride down there. Yeah, right. but it's not leaving seven hours. What are you going to do? Right. Right. Now, ultimately, course, your free trip is whatever is costing you whatever you bring in your pocket. Trust me, we're not. We're, I hate to say this, but we're not giving anything away. Even right. when people look mm-hmm. at, you know, oh, I got a thousand dollars in comps. I got to tell you, it's your own money. We're giving you back. That's right. It's just a rake back on That's the right. own on your own amount that you wager. It's the psychological of oh, I'm getting this. It's it, just the it, psychological it, of people feel like they're getting it for you know, free, so they're like, oh, I can play more. You know, everything like we talked about the last episode. Every. Everything in the casino is a psychological thing. There's right. no clocks. We don't want you to know what friggin' time it is. <laughs> That's right. I mean, it's 
stupid. You know what's funny, and, Vince, is my parents who frequent your f- casino very often, their catch is the gas. Oh, we got to go get gas because yes. it's cheapest gas, right? And, and it's food. hilarious Definitely. because because our running joke is, you know, my mom's like, oh, we have to get gas. The next day I'll like be talking to my dad. I'll be like, hey, dad, how much did your gas cost you last night? And he's like, like $500. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that gas wasn't that cheap anymore, I mean, was it? Everything that now I'm not going to sound arrogant, egotistical. I don't mean it to be in whatever way. There are a lot of smart people out there, a lot of advantage players, a lot of people that know how to work the system and get the best advantage they can and the best kickbacks and the best everything else. But trust me, they have thought about everything from top to bottom on what we can do to get you in that oh, yeah. building. And for now, those, those small percentage of players, that's, that's not entertainment like like it is for 98% of the you know people that go to right. the casino. It's their job. You know, for the other 98%, exactly. you know, they're just in there for entertainment and psychological, oh, I'm going to win, I'm going to, you know, win enough to retire, it, whatever, you know, the thinking I, is. It's just amazing. Like, the temperature of the casino, the carpets, there's no clocks. I mean, it's been thought out. 40 years before I was even born, this stuff was already in play. And it's still, it's still, the human mind is still the same. It's still, it still works the same way. It's still a psychological mindfuck gamble. There's a reason casinos are making millions. Oh yeah, there's a reason they're making millions. And when they give you too much, they find ways to take it back. (laughs) Which can lead into what? I mean, there could be a lot of things. I I might have overcome Jay somewhere down the line or Julian somewhere down the line. And then all of a sudden he comes back the next trip and he's expecting that. That's okay. We'll give you that expectation. But somewhere in in that formula, something's changed. I guarantee it. Right. So, I I mean, it's amazing the way things work out and the way that the, the human... Just the way that we can psychologically right. just make you salivate to get inside our doors. Right. And then once it, you open that door, we got you. And Eric knows something about that, right? If they give you too much, they'll find a way to take it away. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> Ocean Casino and Resort in, in Atlantic City went through a, a change of ownership. And in order to get players in, they were uh, comping aggressively, aggressively. So there were a number of times where I went down, and I'm going to tell you, I I took a loss, but I was okay with it based upon the amount of comps that were accruing. Yeah, you still had a positive EV somewhere. Uh, well, I don't know that. I mean, the way you looked at it, I guess. I I don't know. I don't know that it was positive, but I I accrued enough where, um, I was okay with the losses. It you know, variance occurred. It didn't break right for me. There were losses, but there were substantial comps to make up for it. Then. So there were terms and conditions in place at the time that I had accrued these comps and banked the vast majority of them. In June, they changed the terms and conditions of the program and retroactively applied the new terms and conditions to existing comps. Yeah, I'm totally okay. Listen, management reserves all rights. I I get it. You can change the terms and conditions. I'm okay with the changing the terms and conditions, but I really have an issue with retroing it. I don't well, like correct because I was induced to come in and I gave action based upon that agreement. Right, and yeah, I that I wouldn't that wouldn't sit well with me. I'd be talking to the player personnel manager or uh, 
somebody that that well you know my my host has said to me don't worry i'll make up for it i'll take care of you but your word is no good to me i mean there's there's no way i'm going to accept for a second time an agreement that can then be taken out from underneath me 100 percent, i agree with you there you're telling me you're going to make this right but i have a piece of paper that says you were going to do this so what good is your fucking word if this paper is no good so you're just willing to smoke up my ass to get me in again Right. And, 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 you know, this particular host, I believe what she's saying. I don't I don't think that she's trying to blow smoke. I think that she's trying to make it right. And she realizes that there was a uh, a real misjustice here. But I'm not going to stick around to, to see how this story plays out. And this explains why Oceans is struggling already. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, they've got all sorts of other issues on top of it. But. You know, the the big issue that they have is that they don't have players. And when you take players that, you know, in my case, were actively promoting the property and bringing people to the property and you fuck me like that. No. Yeah, that's wrong. Well, I mean, but that but that's the thing. You you just said it yourself. You know what? Their biggest thing is player development and player retention. And here it is. We have a guy that comes in here and we're promising him things. And I just shit all over that promise guess what? I'm not keeping this guy either. And you just piled on top of the fucking problem that's already going on. Yeah. I mean, you, you're just, you're, you're piling on top of the hill that's already there. So that explains a lot because I, you know, I, I've been hearing some behind the scenes stuff with oceans and it's just, I can't believe how quick it turned into a mess. And it really bums me out because I, I really thought they had a shot. Yeah. That oceans thing that, you know, I have zero interest or relations to that casino at all. And your story bothers me. That's how wrong. So, if you so, want to change your, you know, this is to any other casino people that are listening to this or whatever. You want to change your rules or whatever. That's fine. But don't retroactive fuck anybody. Just keep honor what you already gave them. Change it going forward. Right. That's the easiest I, way to keep your people. I would have had I would have had no issue with that. So you go to the desk, right? Because so in order to try to make everything right. They're doing a one-time will reinstate what they took from you. Oh, how nice of you to honor what you already said. Right. So they said that every – well, but they're really not. So this is what I'm told, right? Anything that was earned more than six months ago aged out. So anything that aged, you know, six months and one day and longer, we will reinstate that. But whatever's left, you better use it now because we don't know when you earned it. And once it falls off, it falls off. Uh, see, that's that's bullshit, because then at any time they could just say, oh, no, that was, you know, our, our arbitrary number is 97 days out. Right. It automatically right. falls off. You know, I mean, Vince, but, but at the same time, you can't tell me when that 97 days is. They bullshit. can't tell me. the 97 days, me. but tell me. I can I can tell them. I can, I can, I mean, believe me, I have a spreadsheet. I can tell them. That doesn't mean they're going to honor that either. Right, exactly. Because unless it's staring them in the face on their end, they don't, it's like I, you know, said the last episode, once again, you know, uh, our first initial thing is to not trust you until we can trust you. And showing me a piece of paper, most of those people, they, they wouldn't honor that. And I get that. But at the same time, use your fucking head. We're a public image business where if our public image is shit and this player eric rosenthal tells this player man that place fucking sucks and then that player tells him and then guess what you fucked one guy but you fucked yourself because now you just lost 100 clientele 
So how did you win? It makes zero sense to me. And it's common, it's common business sense. Fuck the gambling, you know, the casino business, the gambling. That's natural business. Like it's just common sense. If I'm going to screw somebody at Target by not returning an item and then that person tells her mom and then that person tell, and then now nobody's going to Target. Well, it's the same thing at a casino. If you don't honor these people and, and at least make it a pleasurable, pleasurable experience and if the player feels that you're not honoring your word, then that gives a smudge on the whole place that they're a cheating, lying fucking place and I don't want to go there. Right? I think you said that pretty accurately. Yeah. <laughs> I, right. I, I've got I, I've got no use for them now. I'm yeah. I'm certainly right. So I mean I went through and like, you know, their retail there isn't that good. I brought home bags of shit for my kids. I burned every comp dollar that I had. Wow. Because and you I have just, no intention of coming back. You know, if it was a if it was a twenty dollars, what all right, whatever. Like it's not a big deal. But so I'm just going through their retail shops and I'm buying shit that my kids don't even need. But I'm sure as hell not going to let them. Ha- I'll let my wife throw it out. I'm not going to let them have it. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Now we piss you off all in one shot. You cashed everything out. Now we don't know if you're going to fucking be back. Instead of honoring the couple hundred dollars or whatever that m- amount may have been to just honor my word and say, look, you know, retro. Here's what we you know, we're going to honor this. Here's the couple hundred Going forward, we have to change the formula a little bit. Okay, we're good to go. I kept you. You're happy. You trust my word. I'm not a slime, sleazy, scumbag joint that you you want to come back to me because, you know what? They changed the formula, but they told me to my fucking face and treated me like a man. Oh, so here's the other part. There was no notice. <laughs> they, there wasn't an email. There wasn't a call from my host. Hey, by the way, we're taking all your comp dollars. Nothing. I found out through um, the Do For A Win podcast that this was happening. So I was like, oh, all right, I guess I should go check on it. And I was just utterly floored by the incompetence there. Uh, And that explains why Atlantic City is hurting right now. And I'm not – I shouldn't say Atlantic City. There's just as many places in Vegas and throughout all the states that are like that. But I'm telling – if any of you are in the business, please just listen to me. If you don't got the people, you don't got the fucking casino. That's all I can say. I, I don't know how else to say it. If you don't have people, you don't have fucking lights on. Money has got to come from somewhere, right? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, now you got me angry and depressed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good times. All right. So we know Eric stands with Ocean. That's for sure. <laughs> You're so dumb. You are really dumb, for real. You done fucked up now! Alright, so again, we want to discuss a little bit of the Vegas Confessions card and how folks can get a hold of them. You know, we were basically telling people in the last episode, hey, you know, if you guys are interested, reach out to us, but we also thought of a little pretty clever idea. If you guys leave a positive review on iTunes about the podcast, help spread the word about the podcast, we will definitely ship you guys some cards as well. So again, go to your favorite podcasting platform, leave us a review, send us a snapshot to one of the social media sites or even the email, and we'll get you guys taken care of. 
This has been fun, guys. I'm glad you guys were able to laugh pretty hard. <laughs> awesome. Again, we look forward to seeing you guys in a couple weeks and getting back together. Vince, thank you for coming on, brother. Always a pleasure. Thank you guys for having me. Again. Eric, I know it's late over on your side of the coast. Appreciate you being very lenient with us. Look forward to doing this again. To everybody, if you guys have input, topics, or ideas you guys want to shoot towards the podcast and you want us to bring up, email us, vegasconfessionspod at gmail.com, and reach out to us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Get a hold of us. We'll be in touch. Till next time, cheers. 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 Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Give me a hole if you got your funky bus fare. Double Dutch Affair